Should we start over? Sure. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode. <laughs> Go for it. Welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. Hi. Hi. Good I'm to see you, Katie. Good to see you, Sean. All right. We're here. Katie's injured. We're going to yeah. push through it. She's got a, a very sore uh, back shoulder. My chicken, chicken wing. wing. We call it mm-hmm. the chicken wing. It happens, though. Once you turn 30, it's like the spring start. You know when a new iPhone is coming out and bing, Yeah, and the other one apart. starts like not being able to do updates. And yeah. You're like, what? That's, that's where you're at. But I, I think mm-hmm. that now that it's getting warm out. Yes. We make a commitment to each other. Okay. Another one. Okay. Not as big as the last one, but another Wait, one. Another, another one. And we go over to the pool mm-hmm. and we swim in the evening, you know, just to loosen it up because we sit yeah, a lot. We do sit a lot. So if we just tread water, splash around, I'm, I'm thinking that that, would that be hydrotherapy? Maybe, but I it's also think hydromatic. I hydromatic. <laughs> I also think I will uh, see if I can get in to see a physical therapist. Sure. I think that's a good idea. It worked last time, right? They gave you some exercises. Yeah, I know what they are. I still know what the exercises are, but I feel like something still needs to be worked out because like they would also massage me like really aggressively with like these, you know, they put the hot, wet heat thing on it, the little heat. I've pack. never been. Oh, so they have these big jugs filled with hot. Big jugs. They got big Go jugs on. and they're filled with this big boiling water and they take these little tongs and they pull out essentially weighted heating pads that are mm. wet so it's a it's a moist heat i envision this is what goes on first class on an airplane i always see from my seat those are the towels have yeah. you never flown we flew it to houston that one time when they fucked us coming back from montreal mm, i mean i don't remember remember i had i had my own illness going on oh yeah and then i was super sick general. i didn't even have a voice i was like ah, da, da, da. i kill you I this say. podcast should be renamed uh, Illness and <laughs> Aches and Pains with Sean and Aches Katie. Aches and pa- There's your title. You're always looking for a title. Yeah. Aches and Pains. I'm not very good at writing the titles, though, for the podcast because uh, the dentist coughed in my mouth did not. It didn't do well. Didn't fly out of the gates you like know, some of the other ones. Some, some are winners, some are not. You just have to pull from the news. Like, what's Elon Musk doing today? Nobody cares. Everybody's sick of the news. I hate right. the news. But that murdered, murder, there's been a murder. Who who out there? Okay, so you're listening along to the podcast. I'm sure you're catching what's going, well, unless you're outside of the United States. But yes. <clears throat> there is a Fair. trial, and we talked about it briefly before, but this is nuts. Well, okay, so South Carolina? South Carolina. So first of all, if you see me reach my arm up like this, it's because when I breathe, my chicken wing, ow, ouch, like jabs me. Yeah. And so if I do this, it doesn't hurt so I can breathe deep. And that's what's happening. I'm getting old. Anyway, so in, in South Carolina, um, Susie Q's going to kill me because she's from South Carolina. Or no, she's North Carolina. Never mind. She won't care at all. Anyways, there was a murder of this family, the Murdas. <laughs> Murda is how they say their name. But it's such a weird, how, now that I've heard it so many times said with that accent, I can't even say it without the accent. The murders, yeah, the murder, yeah. But I don't think that's how you would say say it if you weren't from the south. I think like Dunna, <clears throat> yeah, McDonough, yeah, murder. But anyway, it's kind of funny, but not because people died. But it's funny because there was a murder of the murders. It's just such a wacky story, and, and it's I think all he killed up. him. Oh yeah, well. I think he killed. I don't know if he did for sure, but it looks like he did. Well, and I don't know if it's like beyond a reasonable doubt. There's evidence, blah, blah, blah. The blood spatter. So, okay, let's tell people what's happening. Do you want to start? I really don't know all the details, but what I do know is that he, he himself him. is a lawyer. <laughs> yes. A trial lawyer. So he knows what to say on the stand and he's he's artfully dancing around with his answers. Yes, because he knows essentially what they're trying to do, where it was you and I would be like maybe caught off guard or we would, you know, it's just different when you're not a lawyer. That's not what you do for a living. It's like me going to therapy. Sometimes my therapist will point things out. I'm like, oh, you're doing CBT now. Like I, I know the inside scoop. But so this family for generations has run this really small town, meaning they have been like the DAs and the. And I don't think it's the town. I think it's the county. So oh, yes, it is the county. powerful. And. The county is is a vast swath of land. You're right. It is the county. I was wrong. Yeah. But either way. For many miles and many It's been years, like three or four the generations. Murders. They've been in charge of the 
district attorney's office, I think is what it is. Something like this. And so anyway, so there have been lawyers, 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 and they said they've gotten away with everything. So like a kid drunk driving who's a murder will not get charged and will not be put in jail. He'll be brought back to his parents and, you know, do better next time, like a little slap on the wrist, nothing. And people in the town have become resentful for this. When they're like, oh, they're a murder, nothing will happen to them. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, a girl died in a boat wreck that this, uh, the murder son was driving drunk on a, in a boat, and she died, and nothing happened to him. And people were really pissed. So anyway, so that's like the backstory. There's a Netflix documentary if you want to like really dig in. Flash forward, the father, Alec, I think that's the son's name, isn't it? Oh, maybe that's the dad. I, I'm not sure. So, anyway, the dad calls 911 because his wife and his youngest son have been shot at their house. And he was headed over there to have dinner with the wife, which doesn't really track because they were separated and not seeing each other. But that's oh, his claim. She was staying at their other home. Okay. That's why there are people like, it doesn't make sense. Like, we were working on it. And they're like, her sister's like, no. Well, he didn't shoot them at the house. <laughs> He it shot them at the, the, dog the dog kennel. So it's a an estate property of some sort. I, mm -hmm. And the kennel is maybe, I'm going to make it up, but let's say half a mile down the way. Mm -hmm. And you take the golf cart down through the, the woods and you yeah. get to the kennels. I don't know why they'd be there. <clears throat> yeah. It's and, all very strange. Yeah. So he, he claims he went there. For dinner. Okay. With them. And then he they're trying to reconcile. Them. And then he discovered that they were shot. Right. So it's all very, to me, it's all very suspicious in that like why was she at that house when she wasn't staying at that house and she was staying at the other house she had been telling her friends and family like it wasn't working and you know blah blah, blah she wants to see him anyway long right. story short he's on trial now and that trial is happening and it's a crazy chess match to watch a lawyer who's been practicing for so long be i don't know on trial right for and so many things the things they're bringing mm -hmm. up about this mm -hmm. guy's behavior so it sounds like he was an opioid addict for I the last so, yeah. 30 years and no one really knew. I'm sure some people knew, but I think he kept it insulated mm -hmm. or whatnot. And, uh, but he was spending a ton of money and perhaps money was going elsewhere. I think we talked about this last week, but basically he was, um, siphoning he, money off his clients and not like paying an ambulance them out. chaser. Right. And so someone would get into a car wreck and he would be the guy who, oh, I'm going to get you millions of dollars sort of deal. He worked for a law firm and then- And he would get the millions of dollars, but he would keep it himself. Right. And he did that many times. Yeah, like tens of millions of dollars. And he admitted to some of that stuff. On trial. I think, which is what makes me suspicious. Okay, I want to know in the comments. You let me know. Are you suspicious too when someone, I feel like it's, it's like when you're a kid, and you know that you took the car without asking and you drove and you saw your friends, but your parents didn't realize that and they think you just came home late and you'll just own up to it. I came home late. I'm sorry. I knew I should have been home earlier. I was waiting for my ride. Ah, da, da. So you'll, you'll take a, you'll fall on your sword for the smaller instance or incident. And you'd be like, it was me. Ugh. But they don't know you took the car without asking and there was alcohol at the party. Those are bigger things. You don't want to get caught. And I feel like that's what he's doing. He's like, I lied to them. Yeah, I stole money because that doesn't come with a 25 year sentence or 25 to life or whatever, maybe even more. I don't even know. But I feel like that's what he's doing because he's like deflection. I'm a narcissist. I killed people to get well, their money from their, uh, their life insurance policies because I'm broke. He also did that thing. He was like, listen, guys, look over there. And everyone in the courtroom looked, and then he ran away. I was like, the <laughs> oldest trick in the book. Ah, they fell for it. He's running for it. The murder's running for it. <laughs> murder has done a murder. Anyway, it's very interesting. We'll see what happens. His name is Murder. And interestingly enough, his business partner's name is Liar, L-Y-A-R. <laughs> but, you know, the the murder. Are you the, joking? No. Oh, my his God. His business partner's name is wow. Liar. It's like... No, it was I'm written. Kidding. I was like, it's written by like a funny crime author. So it's been interesting. It's on the news off and on as the trial it's underway. And I, I don't know if they've rested their case. I don't know what's happening so far, but I've heard clips of it and bits of it. And I we watched the documentary. I think today was the wrap up. Yeah. And then they're going to have to deliberate. Oh, I bet you they come back right away. Did they have their, so I don't really know. So they might have not had their closing statements yet because that's usually a big to-do in a thing like this. Right. So they'll probably just do those and then they get, then the jury gets their 
whatchamacallit directives or directions, and then they go. Um, but I it'll be interesting. Hmm? Sorry, I didn't no, interrupt you. No, go ahead. I talk over you. I get excited. It's just exciting. I wonder who's going to get the biggest book deal. Mm. Does that still happen? Do jury members on big trials get book deals? I think so, especially with crime, oh. the cream. Yeah. But it dep- I don't know what the laws or rules are with that. Um, but yeah, I find I love crime stuff, so I'm very interested. I'm going to pivot. So we'll see what happens with that trial. Okay. Pivot, I just pivoted. Pivot. Pivot. If you watch Friends, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I have been revisiting Rizzoli and Isles, and I forgot how good that show is. Oh. A crime. I was talking about cream. Oh, the cream. Yeah, I never watched it. It's. I like it. First of all, it's in Boston. I love that city. Such a good city. From Boston. From your cousin from Boston. David Redacted's like that's not the way you say it. <laughs> I know, David. Right. It's such a beautiful city. Is that the city of brotherly love, or is that Philadelphia? Philadelphia. I was like, I was just there, but that was Philly. That's right. I love Boston. Um, I don't love their hockey team. Sorry, oh I'm my sorry. god they're so good this year are they? it pains me to say that but they're just dominating yeah the their Bruins. goalie scored a goal <laughs> yeah did he ever i saw because max shared on instagram and i was like i w- was excited because a goalie getting to score a goal is pretty fucking cool yeah obviously it only happens when the other goalie is pulled but he like whacked it with his it was so cool i was like go do no, that, it that guy's having a hell of a year anyways. i get excited for goalie scoring goals and goalie fights those things like they're like unicorns they like don't barely ever happen but when they do damn they're good so i love boston Rizzoli and isles is just fun i love how smart isles is and how geeky and into science she is and yeah i'm really enjoying i, I watched it back in the day off and on never like steadily and so I don't really know the storylines. I don't, I know some things. So anyway, now I'm rewatching. The beauty of Boston <laughs> is that. Boston? It's Sorry, super young. I said it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bah. The Boston. Boston. Go to the bar. Yeah. Have a beer in Boston. Yeah, it's a little known fact that everyone knows Swiss Army carries Swiss Army knife. I'd love to go back there. That's why no one messes with the Swiss. The Swiss, yeah. But yeah, it is a young city because it has all those universities. Yeah, it's really vibrant. And, mm-hmm. and it's one of, I think, one of America's great cities, mm-hmm. just not their hockey team. Come on, guys. Come on. No, but it's it's fun to, like, Austin's a city that also, Austin and Boston. It's, oh, Austin. Austin. Um, it has a university, and there's a university not far out in College Station. There's tons of universities, obviously, around. But um, I think it keeps a city vibrant and young, I mean, I feel like I was just thinking like LA. I was like, oh, there's tons of universities in, in cities, but I think that's part of what the draw is and the fact that it keeps like good food coming in, uh, fun bars and a going out scene, live music, like all of that comes with like the youths, youths. the youths of America. But anyway, and that was like when we went to Charleston. We're the kids of America, yeah. Uh, in Charleston, there was a university when we went there and that was really cool. I remember telling my mom because she was here watching Roxy for us. Thanks, mom. And I was like, it's so fun because there's people are always out you know i thought it'd be like old southern kind of more retired feeling and right. it was not it was very young no the kids were doing the the charleston the dance <laughs> they were uh, they were eating charleston shoes yep doing all things charleston boiled peanuts is that from there or is that savannah george no boiled peanuts are from the carolina are they well i only know because mamory is from north carolina and she loves boiled peanuts and she brings a ton back when she goes home we have them here too at the grocery store i prefer a roasted peanut but i've never had a boiled peanut like moist and like like almost peanut buttery right have you had them no i'm just thinking i haven't had them do they boil it in water and oil i have no idea so it's kind of like what do you guys do you guys know about these things boiled to peanut butterville they come in a can that's what mamie gets hers in like a little pop toppy can Mm. I don't know. You you keep talking. I'll find out more about these bold peanuts. I wonder if Mr. Peanut is behind it. You know, he's got a monocle. <laughs> don't put me in the boiling can. Not today. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, I am enjoying Rizzoli and Isles. I love a, a crime show. And I was kind of annoyed because Midsummer Murders has come back on Acorn TV. But like, why do they own it? Because then I have to keep doing the free trial and come up with another email. I'm just kidding. But I'll pay for it this time. It's just annoying. So boiled peanuts are popular in some places where peanuts are common. Fully mature peanuts do not make good quality boiled peanuts. Rather, raw or green ones are used. So the under, the like, not they're not mature, Sean. 
mature peanut. But uh, they make like fart jokes and you know. What it's not is mature. a peanut? It's a legume. Mm-hmm. But does it gr- like how do they grow? Do they hang from a tree? Like yes, a, they a do in a little pod, I believe. Oh, a seed pod. Yeah, kind of like uh, you know trees that have those little seed pods. I don't know exactly what they look like that way. I'll look into that a little bit more, but. Oh, it's a legume cultivated as a grain and oil crop, says peanut. But anyway, so they use raw or green peanuts to boil them. Raw denotes peanuts in a semi-mature state, having achieved full size but not fully dried. Kind of like the Golden Girls. Mm -hmm, Exactly. As would be needed for roasting or peanut butter use. So they need the fully dried ones for that. Green denotes freshly harvested and undried peanuts that must be refrigerated. Um, After boiling in salt water, they take on a strong salty taste, becoming softer with prolonged cooking and somewhat resembling a pea or bean. Wait a minute. It's purple. I think that's just the coloring of the... I don't think they're purple. Are they, guys? That's what the picture on Wikipedia looks like. Oh, I guess the brown is when it's roasted. That would make sense. Yeah. Like a coffee bean Mm -hmm. is not brown. So they're related. Um, they're green. They somewhat resemble a pea or bean, to which they are related because they are legumes and a nut only in a, in the culinary sense. And this is a South Carolina boiled nuts in the shell. Did you know that a pineapple is also a legume? I just found that out. That's not true. I've seen them. They grow out of the ground. It's crazy how they grow. Like, boop, there's a pineapple. And you're like. It's a pineapple top and then a pineapple growing on the pineapple top. It's wild. It's a Ponzi scheme it's, of it's pineapple. It's totally pineapple. And it's, a, it's, a tri- it's a triangle. It's crazy. They had them in um, Costa Rica and Hawaii. And it was just wild, those fields. And they were just these little mounds. And then there'd be like a, pi- a little pineapple. And then the guys would come with machetes and take them. And I was like, what's happening? Hmm. Um, I love the bananaria too. We'll have to go to Costa Rica sometime or Hawaii. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. So the most flavorful peanuts for boiling, get ready, get ready to plant them, are the Valencia type. Mm. These are preferred in the United States being grown in gardens. You can start yours today and small patches throughout the South. Green Virginia type peanuts are also sometimes used. Okay. Okay. I don't think I need a green peanut. It says the process of boiling peanuts draws antioxidants from their shells. The boiled peanuts have four times the antioxidants of raw or roasted peanuts. Hmm. Boiled peanuts have also been studied as a potential way to treat people with peanut allergies since boiling peanuts denatures proteins that trigger allergic reactions. I did not know that word denatures. It's a funny word. In one study, boiled peanuts were given in increasing amounts of to four patients over time. Some, but all new, not all patients were able to start eating raw peanuts. Is it denature or denature? I don't know. D-E-N-A-T-U-R-E-S. I'm just reading it as I see it. Gotcha. But that's really interesting. And so the ones that I've seen, these are the ones that Mamrie gets. Oh, the peanut patch. Peanut patch, green boiled peanuts. Now, there are flavors. There's Cajun and stuff like that. I've seen her have those. You got Charlie Brown. But you she got likes, Linus. You've got... She likes the original. Yeah. <sighs> Freshly packed. We're going to have to try them. I feel like it's one of those things that I don't want to knock it until I try it. No, I love peanut butter. So this this it's is compelling. Right. Have, do you, is there any other weird... Oh, I do want to hear to otdmpod at gmail.com. Any strange local foods? I maybe I've already asked you. I know I've asked like holiday stuff, but is there something that you're like, we just have this around all the time? Like for instance, I'll throw up one from my family because, I mean, we've talked about the weird foods for holidays, but if you growing up, I don't know if it's so much anymore, but growing up, if you went over to a member of my family's house, they would always have one of two things, saltwater taffy. I don't know why. Um, I used to love it when we'd go to Seaside. I think it's an era. Yeah. I don't see a lot of yeah, candy, candy dishes jars out. at people's houses We anymore. always had candy dishes. Yeah. But I didn't care. I mean, I don't mind saltwater taffy. It's delicious, but it wasn't my favorite. My favorite was these mints, these little like uh, melt in your mouth uh, wedding mint things. And they're oh. like, they're, they look like Easter. They're those light colors. You know what I'm talking about? I, I think do. they're Bro- Brock's. Brock's. Is it B-R-A-C-H? Yes. I think they're the brand that makes them. But we had those. And we even had a local mint 
factory. And so sometimes you'd get some of those if people were more wealthy because those are more expensive. Right. It's it's not a glossy candy. It's no, more like a, it's powdery. a velvety powdery. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like, mm. oh, so good. Mm. I love those. And at our wedding, I don't know if you know this. You had a little sachets of them. Because my grandma, I got my grandma. She loves the ones that are almonds covered in that. Mm. Candy coated almonds, her favorite. So her table only got those because grandma likes stuff like that when it's special for her. So we did that. And then everybody else got those mints on the table nice. as a homage to my family, I guess. Also, they just insisted. And my Aunt Teresa, I think, brought them or my mom brought them and somebody brought little dishes. So it was all done without us having to do anything. <laughs> it was more like, oh, this is what we need. And I was like, go forth, ladies. You brought the Washington to the Southern I California. Did. I did. And nobody complained. No. I'm sure. Who's going to complain about free candy? Also, the funny thing was, and I, I'm sorry if Rocio or Lisa are listening, and I don't remember which one of you it was. I think it was Lisa. Realized that there were the candy color covered almonds at my grandma's table, at my family's table. And she was, she came up to me and was like, they had the better, What? how come we didn't get the almonds? I love the, are there more of those? And I think my mom or aunt went and got some and put them on their table. Nice. <laughs> but somebody did some candy sleuthing. And was like, how come this table has the better nuts? Why? We, what? It was funny. But Lisa and Rocio do love their candies. So that's, thus ends what I'll call nut talk. Mm. <laughs> so what's going on with you, Sean? Oh, what is going on? Nothing. I've been seeing really interesting stuff in the news. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Oh, okay. I, the news. Womp, womp, womp. Web-based kissing device horrifies Chinese social media users. What? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> want to send your faraway lover a kiss? A Chinese contraption with warm, moving silicon lips. Silicone. Sorry. Silicone. Silicon. Silicon Valley. It's from the south. It's silicon. <laughs> Is it pecan or pecan? I know. Oh my god. Lips appears to have just the answer. The device advertised as a way to let long-distance couples share real physical intimacy no they don't at all it's not real physical or anything it's, it's causing a buzz among chinese social media users who've reacted with both intrigue and much like katie discuss shock but yeah so i'm not interested i don't need some fake lips pretending to be yours do they do you put yours in one end so that then it like mimics what you're doing yeah so, oh, that's so you put your weird. lips to this device no and then your no, lover <laughs> many miles away also has a device and the, the two devices communicate and then the lips mimic what the other set of lips are doing to the other to the plastic <laughs> lips it Equip gives me all the willies i don't like it at all i love you very well, yeah, much this is good for long distance relationships equipped with pressure sensors no. and actuators the device is said to be able to mimic a real kiss by replicating the pressure, movement, and temperature of a user's Gross. lips. Gross. No. <laughs> hey, has someone been you? <laughs> hey, guys. You know, you no. have some roommates. And no, you know what would be really funny is you're like, were you cheating on me with the fake lip device? No, but you're... Or your 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 roommate gets in and you're like, you were kissing my girlfriend. Oh, my God. I'm going to... Imagine. Imagine the ridiculous videos that will come out of that. Uh, I cannot wait to see them on TikTok. Some people have criticized it as vulgar and creepy. I mean, I don't like it. I wouldn't call it vulgar. Or, but I definitely feel the creeps. Some voiced concerns that minors could buy and use it. Oh, no. Like they're not making out anyway? Right. What if you tricked somebody? You're like, uh, you, you just saw the lips moving. So you know your lover is on the other end of the device in some other town. And so you walk up to it and you, you let Roxy smooch? lick it. <laughs> 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 then you call them. You just kissed a dog, dude. But that's the thing is like, it's so silly because it's not yeah. real. It's not real smooching. Smooch ruse. Yeah. That's just weird. I it don't understand the out. device, but I'm utterly shocked, said one top comment on Weibo. Weibo Ooh, is like their Weibo's, Twitter, yeah. Facebook, YouTube. We joined Weibo back in the day. I did. That was interesting. That was very interesting. I don't speak Mandarin, so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I had to use the Google Translate 
and it didn't our go Our time well. on it was very short-lived. Yeah. It's we like were when I in told, way over our heads. Yeah. It's like when you told that man you loved him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in my eagerness to communicate with people, I sometimes flub my words. Well, I was. I don't think it was that time. I think it's because of that. The next time I sent you out with some words, I was like, just tell them. I don't even know what it was. Like, I need some, you know. I think it was like, have you been paid or, you know, and I gave you some language to make sure that you communicated that. But yeah, it's, I wish that would be my superpower. If I could pick a superpower, I would want to be able to automatically speak any language. Right. I love talking to people and nothing is worse than being like in Paris, for instance, and feeling like a buffoon and not knowing. And then I'd accidentally speak Spanish or I'd say, they'd say, you know, bonsoir. And I'd be like, au revoir. When I'm like walking in, they're like, hi, I'm like, bye. <laughs> I laughed at myself immediately. And did I say it wrong again? I said yeah. that right, right? That's the correct what I did. What? They said bonsoir. I said au revoir. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I, it's it's very frustrating to me and then I feel very silly and disconnected. It's a barrier. You know, a lot of things can be misunderstood, uh, misunderstood, uh, misconstrued, yeah. Yeah. miscommunicated. All the misses. Speaking of uh, miscommunicating. Yes. Um, Steven Seagal. Are you familiar with uh, this? Yes. Man? It's a horrible actor. Well, that's debatable. When I was a child, there were several men who you were you a child. To, you know. Those men were children. Uh, let's be honest you know bruce lee would be one of them you're like oh man that guy's awesome and, i mean he uh, was awesome because he was so physically talented he did all his own stunts it was a bunch of i don't know if bruce lee was an amazing actor i can't say if he was or wasn't because i didn't watch karate he's so films. good bruce lee is amazing but as time went on there were derivatives of of people who you know were martial arts stars on the big screen do you think steven seagal was a martial arts star Oh my God! Yeah, oh. would he like swing a stick around? Yeah, it's pretty bad. He, this guy's a fraud. I shouldn't <laughs> say that. I wouldn't say it to his face. He's a giant. man. He's a huge person, um, but he's just, he's just like a huge Italian guy from New York. That's what, what he always seemed like to me. Segal doesn't sound like an Italian. It name. doesn't. But that's I. I think I put him in the same as like maybe is it a Jewish last name? Segal. I don't know. I'm gonna look him up. Well, it's whatever Siegel. language is it? I'm just kidding. Yeah, Steven Siegel. <laughs> Um, so he, he's such a cheese ball though oh he has a seventh a seventh dan black belt in aikido aikido yeah I he began his not. adult life as a martial arts instructor in japan and eventually ended up running his father-in-law's dojo yeah rex kwando that's him yeah. he later moved to la where he had the same profession in 1980 he made his acting debut in above the law that's right so he's from lansing michigan mm-hmm he now went, he's from Russia, by the way. He lives oh, there. it's because of his first wife, Miyako Fujitani. They were married for 11 years. Uh-huh. So that's, like I said, his father-in-law. So I think that's how he must have gotten into it. He's also a guitarist and has released two studio albums. That's what I was getting at. So so Steven Seagal. <laughs> Mojo Priest. <laughs> hmm. He's such a cheese ball, Ugh. right? His movies, though, at one point, everyone go see them because it was it was entertaining and it was the yep. age of martial arts and movies. Mm-hmm. Jean Claude Van Damme was also. Oh, at the so time. he's uh, he's Jewish. Seagal, I thought his mother is of Irish descent. His father was Jewish, mm-hmm. and his paternal grandparents were Russian Jewish immigrants. Okay, so that's his, that gives you kind of his Russia. yeah. Uh, Seagal stated that he has paternal ancestors from the Siberian city of Vlad. Vladivostok. Vladivostok. How do you know all this? Know do you love town. Steven Seagal? No. I Sean's know. secretly a huge Steven Seagal fan. That's what that poster is up in our bedroom. <laughs> Just Over our bed? That's who that is? Yeah, Steven Seagal, That guy Seagal, with that baby. weird stick. I always wondered. What... <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. When he was five years old, though, he moved to Fullerton, California. So arguably, he's really from Fullerton. While working with a friendly old Japanese man at a dojo in Garden Grove, he was encouraged to visit Japan. He's a person who I think drank his old own kool-aid so there's a he, lot of people they have youtubers who've done that where you're like i oh, think yeah. you hit the kool-aid too hard well he had these movies see and they were really good um to a you know a 14 year old kid who likes martial arts you're like oh yeah steven seagal and you would play a tough guy and it'd be a redemption I feel like arc. he always had the like half collar that like sitting up collar yeah, that i don't na- like is that nehru collar i don't know but Mock i hate turtleneck? it it looks like it belongs on a priest well i think it's a traditional asian type collar it's not my style don't I like mean, it. So, well, it was more the ponytail that I thought was a little cheesy. Oh, that cheesy. ponytail was bad. Especially when he was like kind of balding on top and yeah. he still put it in a ponytail. No, he, he didn't go bald. 
He he's got like a full head of hair. I thought he had a little whoop and he just like filled it in. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. The, I don't care enough about Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> so he had a couple of movies mm-hmm. that were really good. And there was this one where he's in Jamaica and he's fighting a gang. And the gang, I think the Let guy. Let me put this into language that you'll understand. Imagine you're part of the Yakso tribe. Remember <laughs> yeah. whatever Dwight says? <laughs> yeah. The Akoso. I don't even know what he says. Well, he's fighting these uh, mm-hmm. these these Rastafarian uh, drug smugglers in Jamaica. I don't know. The movie's <laughs> got a funky plot. I haven't it seen like it. Sounds like it has a, a plot, like much like porn films, where you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, he finally he finally tracks down the the boss of the mm-hmm. of the gang, mm-hmm. and uh, he's gonna. Is you he know, part of the Yakso tribe? No. Uh, they're like bad guy Rastafarians, which mm. I thought Rastafarians were supposed to be good. But I thought they were mo- like peacemakers. Aren't Rastafarians like, yeah, right. chill out, dudes? Maybe they weren't Rastafarian, but they're Jamaican. Okay. And um, anyways, so he gets, I think it's a sword fight with the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he ends up, I think he cuts the guy's head off. Whoa. But then. Things have escalated. It turns out this guy has a twin brother. Oh, of course. And the he guy does. says, uh, he's got what, and it's burned in my brain. It's one of the cheesiest lines. <laughs> it's like, uh, all men want to go to heaven, no man one die. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. But Steven Seagal. Don't um, you sometimes watch a film and you think, you had to feel so stupid saying that and keep a straight face? I think it's the, uh, the Jamaican who says that to him, though. That's what I'm so, saying, but it doesn't matter him or like if it's. Steven Seagal or the Jamaican this is still a stupid line and whoever's saying it's probably like right. this is so dumb but but it hadn't dawned on me yet because I think I was maybe 16 when I saw that one in the theater uh-huh. I hadn't come to the conclusion that this guy's kind of a, a, a doofus you know I was still like oh. oh he's an action star at Hollywood knows martial arts and right? you're a young kid I feel like quick detour come right back yeah I loved as a kid Mary Poppins couldn't have loved a film more watched it all the time loved the fact of, like the cartoon animation and the funny and the fact that her purse had so many things and take a little bit of uh, medicine and it all tastes different to every person and I was like oh, I love this and I'd watch it all the time oh my god and then I got to be like 16 and I think it was my friend Sarah Parker and I we were like let's put on some fucking Mary Poppins let's see what this bitch is about we haven't watched it in forever and we were like this is terrible yeah so through the lens of so a I'm just saying Katie, like a little yeah I was like yeah, you can never go back again. You know? Amazing. Yeah, but in the, yeah. So I think young you was like, ah, oh, karate. Yeah, I thought Van you Damme was your... awesome with blood sport. And, yeah. you know, so this movie comes out and I, I thought it was great. Fast forward a couple of years and uh, it dawns on me that, you know, because his his <laughs> his uh, his shine is waning. You know, it turns out maybe he's a bit of a jerk or he's, he's Wasn't rude. Wasn't he an alcoholic to, too or something? I don't know. I think at one point he was a police officer. And then, oh, you're right. Yeah, and maybe there's a reality show about him doing that. But then there's all these videos on YouTube, I believe, where you can see the guy doing completely <laughs> bogus martial arts moves, like "Come on, hit me," you know, and like, and then he'd go like, and he'd throw the guy, and the guy would go flying. And you're like, the guy didn't go flying because he, he threw him. He, he did because you paid, paid him. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like padded stuff over there. Yeah, it's now that I'm older, you look at it, you're like, ooh, that's bad martial arts, you know? Yeah. Maybe in theory it's aikido, but it's more Hollywood BS ego. Yeah. That, that's the name of his martial art, Hollywood BS Ego. That's what I would call it. Anywho, I'm on the news. This was a long way to get to this point, but I'm on the news the other day. Okay. And I'm going to put a link in the description below because I don't think I can play the song here. Oh, okay. But he My has God. A song. It is one of the worst <laughs> songs ever. And he's singing in, in a uh, Caribbean accent, a Jamaican accent, I'm guessing. Oh, no. The lyrics, first of all, are uh, a little racy. Like, like a, racist? No, no, like oh, like sexy. sexy? Oh, okay. But like double entendres and oh, no. disgusting. And I was like, Isn't oh, home- how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> but I don't think he realizes how bad it is. I think he thinks he's being a cool guy. Oh, no. And then I thought this could only be an album that's released one time, right? Or, or a person he can release- He had two albums. He released another one after a follow-up. I think he paid a lot of money to do that. I think he made a lot of money and then- You know what that kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of J-Rock on Trailer Park Boys. Right. Although he's actually pretty decent. I like J-Rock's Yeah, he's not so bad. Yeah. Okay, it so Rasta- It happened to you, it could happen it happened to me. To me. <laughs> Rastafarian movement is a religious and political movement that began in Jamaica in the 1930s and was adopted by many groups around the globe. It combines Protestant Christianity, mysticism, and a pan-African political consciousness. Yeah, Hale, Hale, what is his name? Haile Selassie? I don't was know. The, uh, 
the king of um, Ethiopia, I think maybe, or he was from ja Ethiopia. Is God? You know, Yahweh. Jah. J a h. Uh, Rastafarians believe they're being tested by Jah through slavery and the existence of economic injustice and racial downpression rather than oppression. They await their deliverance from captivity and return to Zion, the symbolic name for the African drawn from the biblical tradition. So, oh, deliver me from captivity. I didn't know it was so religious based. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, how bad was his music? It's really bad. It's was so it bad. Was it as bad as Kim Kardashian's song? I haven't heard Kim's uh, oh jams. Oh, my God. We got to go deep internet and find that because she like delete. It was funny. So I was watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians at the time. It's like way back. I oh, even, you know what I could do? What could you do? I could take that music. Mm -hmm. I can play it on the Spotify version of this uh, podcast. Okay. I think, or no, you know what? I can't. I'm just going to put links in the description. You guys check it out and tell us how bad it is. Um, but Kim Kardashian put out a song and immediately regretted her decision and then did everything to hide it and like delete it from the internet essentially but this was like back in early internet days and i was watching keeping up with the kardashians when she was like recording it and everything and you don't really you can't tell how bad it is although you think it's going to be bad and it is bad so you know there's a lesson to be learned there though because that's just tenacity it's right? called jam jam do 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 do, 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 let the girls be girls. Jam. Oh, jam. Turn it up. Oh. It's a song by American television personality Kim Kardashian. The song features background vocals by singer, songwriter, and record producer The Dream. The song was released to iTunes on March 2nd of 2011, and half of the proceeds from the sales of the song are being donated to St. Jude's Children Research Hospital. That's, That's very admirable. nice of her. Shortly after the song's release, <laughs> Kardashian confirmed that she had no plans to pull out a full-length album anytime soon. Years later, she admitted that she has regretted recording the song. Regret nothing. I, you it's know. four and a half minutes long. It's pretty long. Self-released, her own label. It's dance pop. Dance pop pop. I think a lot of people try their hand at music because you never know what's going to hit. You know? Yep. Like Jake Paul, he released uh, songs for oh a while. Oh my God. And then, because so he was committed to that lane. That was going to be his ex exit, I believe, on YouTube. He's going to go from YouTube star to... Vine star to YouTube star to music. To, yeah, like a rap musician. god or something. You know? But I don't <laughs> think that worked. And so then he went to boxing. Whatever, do you mean? And he lost his recent match. Yeah, we actually watched part of it. It was, it was fine. It's whatever. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, someone early in their career boxing. Yeah, it's just interesting to want to pivot into that. I don't... Every time we watch something, first of all, I don't really like that the violence factor of it. I know people are like immune to it and whatever, and they're like, oh, especially like UFC stuff. They're like, look at their skills and da da da, da and, and I get it. And I'm not saying they don't have skills. I'm just saying that it's a lot for me to take in when it comes to like physical violence. And I always think, God, that's a bad way to make a living. So dangerous. And like, he makes money doing something else. So I'm like, do something else, dude. Right. Don't get hit in the noggin and forget who you are. Come up as a fighter and then pivot to YouTuber. Don't go from yeah. YouTuber to pivoting and getting your ass kicked. That just seems. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You're already famous or whatever. Because you only Ride get that one off into brain. The sunset. Some people get two brains, but we'll talk about that <laughs> another day. Uh, oh, my back. One brain, right? You got to protect that that nugget with all that you can and, and yeah. to to be willing to take a punch and sure maybe when you're young you don't realize the damage you're getting the toll but yeah I mean, he's 27 did you we ever look see it up? like he's... old fighters well they not... can't because you have like tbis dude you're getting right. like traumatic brain injuries like every day it's like being a football player but like potentially worse and i don't know anything to do with like harming your body it was hard enough like my dad was a laborer like he essentially worked with his body and the ailments he had just as a result of that. And that wasn't even like that kind of aggress aggressive type of, I don't know, physical, I don't know, job. I don't even know what I want to say. It's just like he wasn't getting the shit kicked out of him every day. But just the physicality of his job was hard on his body. Yeah. So, I mean, I watched Conor McGregor kick some guy and his leg broke and like flopped. And I was like, what? That is pretty gross when someone's like, no, breaks thank and you. And I saw that twice. It was like within like a month or something we saw too. Wasn't it him and was it the guy uh, from New Orleans? That was uh, like, oh, was Dustin that when he Poirier? broke his Poirier? Yeah. That's how he. Yeah. He broke his leg on his leg. Yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. I don't know why Jake is doing this. Uh, you know, probably really enjoys it. 
Yeah, but it's a tough way to make a living. Yeah, and if you're listening out there and you're thinking about getting into boxing, don't do it. Go for. Uh, don't do. Don't it. do it. Don't That's do right. it. Instead, go get a physical. Yeah. Do some healthy exercise, but right. don't get hit in the head for a living, please. Uh, Thank you. Oh, uh, Roxy, um, I woke up the other day. You've seen Charlotte's Web or Reddit? Yes. You know oh, how yeah, yeah. there's like writing in the web and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I got up in the morning mm-hmm. and there was kibble on the floor and she had uh written something to us what'd she say i f you no no i didn't take a picture but i here here. she that's what it says uh sean's got a good joke for us it's called roxy poetry and it says run fast no dog faster bark the delivery man now i own my master yeah now i am my own master i see i got that flip-flopped that's pretty good sean run fast that's your first haiku no dog faster (laughs) i bark at the delivery man now i am my own master mm. that's what she wrote uh-huh. Uh-huh. i think it's wonderful we, that's a lot of kibble i'm gonna call the local news station and and rearrange oh the kibble oh my god we've been watching uh that ricky gervais show afterlife so and good. it's essentially that like they're like a little local newspaper and they go around and people like our, our baby looks like hitler and they're like what and they show up and it's like dressed like hitler and they put a mustache on it and he's like well maybe if you didn't put a mustache on your baby and dress it up like hitler it wouldn't look like hitler no it looks like hitler everybody said and he's like yeah okay but- and then he just tells his buddies like can you take the picture and then he like has to write a story <laughs> but i love ricky gervais he's like yeah but it He's would just so look like deadpan. a regular baby. If it wasn't dressed up, if you didn't put the mustache on it and dress it up like Hitler, no one would say it looks like Hitler. And the people sit there like dumbfounded for a second. They're like, no, people still would. Mm. And he's like, okay, buddy, take the picture. This is my story for this week. Small village stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like where Midsummer Murders takes place. Right, right, right. Then they'd have a real story. They should pair up, you know, working together. Right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So, um, Roxy has been, she's been played with a lot. She went to the neighbor's dog, another Roxy down the street, played for three and a half hours, was tired for like three days. It wore her out so much. And then we took her to the dog park and I think she got a doggy cold. Which led to um, some sort of uh, stomach flu bug sort of deal. Yeah. (laughs) Where she's uh, barfing and pooping. But not really pooping like, Okay, talk. Let's let's talk about this. <laughs> well, um, I went to bed and then I woke up at four in the morning to the sound of a dog um, throwing up. Well, okay, so let's go the di- night before. Sean stays up later than me almost always. He comes to bed, I guess, whenever, and I wake up at five thirty in the morning to her going <laughs> all the throw up noises. I get up. I tell Sean, "I'm sorry, I have to turn on the light." <laughs> He's not moving at all. I go and turn on the light. There's a little bit of throw up, you know, not very much. I go and I clean it up. It's like the soupy stuff with uh, a couple of kibble. Like it wasn't a lot, but it was. Yeah, it was just a little two water. pieces of kibble and mostly water or, you know, stomach bile or whatever. I get all the cleaning stuff. I, you know, wet a washcloth, scoop it up, but I do all the things, spray it with the no stink stuff. And then you know, t- take her outside, make sure she's okay. I bring her back in, get her bed all. I, you know, have to wash. So I put the blanket in the gar or in the dish. Wow. In the laundry, dishwasher garbage. What? In the laundry. I come back to bed. Sean never woke up, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and the oh, light, the I light has helped on. you. I, I- called pulling a pj no but you didn't say it would help me you just were completely out and the light was still on because i was still like doing stuff and i want to make sure she was okay i go back to bed you wake up at like eight something and you're like um do you sleep okay i'm like i still need to sleep and like she woke me up at five like she puked or whatever and you're like oh i didn't even hear it and i'm like nope but then the next morning we both woke up with her puking oh, i know yeah. you weren't faking it was the next morning i know you're you right. weren't faking because you were you i were put snowing. the two i put the two together they were so separate. it was the next day yeah when we both got up yes and she threw up again she but also left a but a little turd <laughs> threw up you, so hard you guys, i think she a little turd shot out <laughs> it was so funny if you're a dog owner you get this because you have to laugh because you're like what the fuck is but happening a turd is usually uh like shaped like an oval like a, a turd. or like like has like this was like seg- a round bullet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she was bowling with a 
Yeah, like a dung beetle had had uh-huh. made some art out of it. And her. not even like a runny poop. I'm like, what? Does she just like, oh, I feel bad. I can't like do this in the house. Like a pinball machine. <laughs> the ball went flying out, you know? And I looked everywhere in the house, you guys, to make sure there wasn't more poop. Because I was like, I'm sure she pooped somewhere then. This is just the beginnings of it. Because I went out to get a washcloth and like clean up. And I was like, oh, no, here's a poop. And I was like, oh, no. Went all through the house looking, looking like under the couch. I'm like, could something have rolled under there? I'm trying to think of where she could have fit her little body all curled. It Just yeah. that one little poopsie. But then she went poop outside when you took her out. So, I don't know, poor thing. She always thinks she's so in trouble. And we're just like, just. Yeah, there's the shame. When a dog exhibits shame. I know. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Her little ears are back and she's like kind of wagging her tail or it's like tucked and she like she like sits right by you like I'm so sorry. That's uh, whenever I get pulled over by the police, I do the same thing. (laughs) Tuck my tail like (laughs) like, I'm so I'm so sorry. Yeah. I tried to hold it. Yeah. (laughs) But that little poop was so funny. And I'm thankful that was all it was. Because trust me, there's been others that were not so simple. Anyway, so that's puppy parlance. That's poopy parlance. Okay. Puking and pooping. Yeah. So let's see. As we covered puppies do. Steven Seagal, Roxy's uh, poetry. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's get into letters because we're behind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, we'll try to do two. All right. So it's uh, it's letter time. Okay. And remember, we are now into 2023. And we are coming in first with our awesome Toronto contributor. Aaron is back. And this is entitled Movies and TV shows. Hmm. It says, hello, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. I said before that I would never see the new Top Gun Maverick movie because I'm such a huge fan of the original. I totally respect that. That's the reason I won't watch this new Sex in the City. I don't even know what it's called. I forget what the name of it is, but it's, I'm not going to watch it. I keep seeing the ads for it. I broke down the other day mm-hmm. and I watched it. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I loved it. Oh, that's so good because I. that's the thing is I'm afraid that if I watch the new season of Sex and the City that it's going to be like that second movie where you're like, stop trying to get me to pay for things and that are bad. Anyway, I actually put my phone down for 75% of the movie and I cried at the end. That's the true test these days. Will you, you let put your phone down? Will you let go of your second screen? Hmm. Is nothing was funnier than having your sister or even my mom here when we watch TV, we all have another device. And we're like, <laughs> up and down, up and down, you know? Yeah. And if you don't want to put your, have your phone up, it's good. That means that shit's good. Okay. I totally suggest that you watch it. Top Gun is still my favorite, but Top Gun Maverick is now a close second. I know, Katie, that you like British mysteries. I do. I found the stream service called BritBox. That's what my friend Cassie Ho, uh, Blogalotti, she had told me about BritBox way back in the day. She's like, you've got to do it because she loves British crime also. Um, it's amazing. And I got it recently because it has my favorite British show called The Fall with Jamie Doran and Gillian Anderson. I feel like that's a familiar. That was on Netflix, wasn't I it? I think it was. I was it's like, I feel like we watched it or something. And dark and she's wearing like a reflective mm-hmm. vest or something. I don't, I mean, I th- maybe. Not all the time, but I think. In the, the, in the opening I sequence? Don't know. I don't a reflective vest. <laughs> sure, sure. Right, sure. but I I love the script. That but can I wear a reflective vest? I think it would add to my character's um, persona. I'll, I'll tell you about it because she's going to tell us oh, about okay. it. This is how they des- describe it. Okay, the psychological thriller examines the lives of two hunters. <gasps> duh, duh. One is a serial killer who preys on victims in and around Belfast, Northern Ireland, and the other, <clears throat> a female detective. Drafted from the London Metropolitan Police to catch him. The local authorities have no suspects and no experience with cases involving sexually motivated serial killers. Why didn't they call Olivia Benson? Hmm. She's been doing this for years. Speaking of which, Uh the the trial is going on right now for that guy in Moscow. Um, Oh, oh yeah, for uh, Idaho. I think that's the next trial that we're going to see on TV. That guy creeps me out, man. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, sorry. No, you're fine. I forgot. I frankly, there's so much happening in our world where things are like on fire, like East Palestine, 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 Palestine. It's a little different than like Palestine, Uh, Palestine, Ohio. Like what's happening there? I worry about people. I think they're getting sick and the government's like, we don't know. We got shit to do. I can't be there helping you. 
and you're like aren't, isn't that I your saw jaw that the other day a, a meme of that that little blonde girl yeah right but it was uh joe biden's face on her because everyone oh, knows yeah. the meme yeah because you're like what are you doing you know why aren't you there I don't expect everybody to have answers, but I do expect some action. What about children and animals and people? It's just so bad. Oh, so bad. Does anybody else just, I just can't even, that's too much. Okay. Back to our serial killers. <clears throat> DSI, Stella Gibson has, so she has experience because mm -hmm. you caught me in the middle of a sentence there. She heads a task force dedicated to solving the crime spree with a simple motto. Anyone not part of the solution is part of the problem. The killer? He's Paul Spector, a father and a husband leading a double life. As viewers learn from the outset, he's hiding in plain sight, the protagonist in a cat and mouse game that is every police officer's worst nightmare. Aaron says, I'll warn you and others that it is very graphic at times. But that's it for now. Hugs, Aaron, the awesome Toronto contributor. Thanks for letting me know. I have debated getting BritBox. Sean and I have like talked a little bit about uh like what our subscriptions are because i feel like you can there's so much like i mentioned acorn tv britbox hbo plus we've mentioned through the things we've talked about netflix yeah i'm kind of at the end of netflix Paramount, now uh, disney plus disney plus is too much of ESPN. the marvel and stuff that's also it can be part of it or yeah. on its own right because don't we get it on its own yeah what uh, crackle hulu zimzam oh, amazon swip swap yeah okay we have a letter from Rachel and she says, Rachel re regarding Rachel correspondent from Pennsylvania says, "Ugh, so sorry that happened. Here are the photos. Oh, remember they wouldn't open. <gasps> Thanks for sending them. Thanks for reading the letter. What a thrill to be the Pennsylvania correspondent. I'll write soon with lots of recipes and fun facts. I have so many amazing recipes to share. I cannot wait. Talk soon. Your Pennsylvania Dutch friend, Rachel. So her and her studio filled with Pennsylvania Dutch and Celtic uh, folk art. Look how cool. It's so good to see your smiling little face. Oh, Yay. Nice. Harley, me. Oh, look at her dogs. And Danica. Okay, okay. Oh, oh. <gasps> Danica. Oh, the baby. Is that a basset hound? It looks uh, looks like a beagle to a me. Beagle. And there's Harley. Look at that long leg. Oh. That long dog chicken that leg. A tall dog. Mm-hmm. Then Harley crossing boundaries. <laughs> and then the two dogs again. Oh, yeah. Nice looking dogs. Yeah. And her holding her original Big Mama Hex sign. Oh. How I don't, cool. I don't know what that is. But. It, she talked about it in her original letter. Oh. Okay. And then we have some Christmas photos, Rock in the Snow, and her sweet Rock giving kisses to her firstborn in 08. Cute. Super cute. Thank you so much, Rachel, for sending those in. Okay. Now. We have some audio from our Virginia correspondent. Are you ready? Sure. I already I already heard you going, Tom. I'm sorry. Let me turn it up. Hello, Katie and Sean. It's your Virginia correspondent here with his dog, Whitey. Hey, hey. We all made it to 2023. Thank you, Lord. I'll tell Ooh. you all what. That last podcast was a doozy talking about that stalker mm. it stretched up some other funny memories here i'm going to tell you all about but i hope i'm coming across okay in this recording i yep, got a cold cool. here oh. i had to go into work the other day and think i picked it up off of some of our people though your dentist didn't cough in your mouth <sighs> that's what tom's saying there was no dentist coughing <laughs> my investments to a different firm and had to get some information on that and just did my AED check, weekly AED check, the defibrillators. And oh. Everybody was sniffling in one building and God damn it, I got it too now. Uh, I'm fine though, it's just a nuisance taking a little antihistamines and Sudafed. And You're handling it. That's like Sean brought the grief into our house and I, I've been using my neti pot. Does anybody else use a neti pot? I don't use it regularly i did for a while but i use it to help with congestion and the cold that you brought into the house wasn't that bad it was kind of more of like a 
just congestion. Never turned into body aches. Never had a headache. You know, just a little head cold. Yeah, it was just like a a simple head cold. So it wasn't too wasn't too bad. Um, but we're finally recovering here, and I'm assuming that you're recovered by now because this was sent in, I think, January first or second here. Old Whitey's here. He's keeping an eye on his master, making sure he's okay. And <laughs> I like to hear the tippy taps. With the COVID and the flu and colds going around, it was bound to happen sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, Katie was asking for some stories about people that are interested in us and how we break it to them that we aren't. <laughs> I got a few great ones for you all. <laughs> Uh, first one when I was in my early 20s this predates me being a health and safety guy I worked at a special school and here I am 22 years old and this one girl that worked for the school she was 53 and she made it clear she was into me I know that legally that's appropriate but mentally that doesn't seem appropriate mm. 50 and tw- what do you say he was 22 23 that's not right Tom that's not right and I said you know what she's into me it means she's healthy I mean one of my things about attraction I mean this video could get bad here in a hurry but (laughs) try to make it not bad but one of the ways I knew I was going to survive when I had all those blood clots was I developed a crush and started thinking about one of the nurses and <laughs> you know attractions and extras so you know it, food clothing and shelter are basic needs and attractions and extra but uh, I never thought about it that way but he's right because it's almost like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs like they call it enlightenment at the top but that's like extra but like romance attraction that's an extra you don't have to have it to survive although i could argue that like our nervous system is primed for connection therefore that's like part of what makes us healthy happy all those things but you don't really need it for bare bone survival so mm. i agree with you tom that's that's a fun way to put it anyway this woman, man, 53 years old got a crutch off me at 22 22. Oh. <laughs> I just said to myself, well, hey, I mean, take it as a compliment. She's healthy if she's still getting, you know, getting feelings for a younger guy. But anyway, <laughs> after this went on for a while, I said, you know, I'm just going to try to gross her out. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll put a stop to this shit. But. I did that once. I tried to gross a guy out. Mm. I just tried to act so unladylike so over the top just so in annoying but i stuck with you <laughs> oh he's gonna rude oh also what you got on you huh can't take him anywhere but yeah um i had done that and it didn't work but then i just had to come out and say i'm not interested because i was like my other plan is failing failing fast I tell her, she says, oh, the kids are going to be out at the pool soon, Mr. Tom. I can't wait to see you in a swimsuit. I said, honey, I don't know if you want to. I mean, I have a fair amount of body here. (laughs) I got this mole that's been growing. If you're into guys with a hairy chest and a hairy back, maybe you'll enjoy seeing me in a swimsuit. She said, it's okay, honey. I'll just get you a bottle of Nair. I thought, God damn, that's pretty true of her to do that. <laughs> you should have gone farther, Tom, and said, like, I have this weird mole. I can, could you take a look at it? <laughs> Actually, she probably would have said yes, and then there'd be no mole. I have but... a prehensile tail. <laughs> oh, I don't know, the scales, on account of my scales. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to go to this uh, seminar, and I was a driver. We drove this van that belonged to the school, and she uh, kicked the back of my seat, and I reached over, you know, Without thinking and pushed it away, she said, oh, I love the feeling of your hand along my leg, Mr. Tom. Well, I just ignored her, but eventually I wound up saying, you know what? You're older than my mom, for God's sake, so why don't you leave me alone? Mm-hmm. But, hey, it's like you said, Katie, you got to break it to some people some way when they don't get a hint. Hey, uh, just one other thing to note. I noticed you all were talking about uh, CBD oil. and Yes. I'll have to put it in my notes to tell a story here about coming across a pot patch here back when I was a field tech. Oh, and, uh, 
definitely put that one in my notes. I mean, Katie's probably saying, oh, fuck, Tom's a serious person if he has notes. But yeah, I got this list of stories I'm going to tell you all. And I'm going to add that one to the list. Uh, I know in one. East Gulf, West Virginia. So you'll be good. Your Virginia correspondent, Tom's always happy to see you. That's funny, Tom. And I cannot wait to hear that story. We've had friends... <laughs> <laughs> who before it was legal would have like a pot plant and be like, someone's going to catch me. And we went to our friend's parents' house. You remember Evan's parents? Oh my, they and had they a had, giant, but they were, you know, it's a different generation at that time. Like they're hippie dippies. And from they the lived 60s. in the, the canyons of yeah. Los Angeles and they had a giant, I mean, that thing was huge. Oh, like a 10 footer, you know, it like surprised me. Cause I was like looking at all the, like all their, they had pounds of vegetables and these beautiful flowering trees. And then a huge ass weed plant. <laughs> the centerpiece yeah i can't wait to hear about it tom thank you for sending in your fun stories i love them um yeah sometimes you just have to tell people you're not interested people are weird and you just you know and uh, hey like or you they're said, just not right for you yeah you know, and it and just means say, they're hey at least they're putting themselves out there we gotta try yeah. right that's you know gotta gotta try otherwise you'll you know never get to meet cool people if you want to be with someone no need to be alone put yourself out there and if it doesn't work they'll say i'm not interested and we say okay we move on right keep your funny stories coming in to otdmpod at gmail.com we love you all have a wonderful wonderful weekend and we'll see you next time bye bye